Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Um, <clears throat> it is uh, good to be here. Thankful for all of you that are here. And for those that this is your first time, I'm sorry. Um, it, I, come back again. I promise it'll be different. It'll be someone more capable, I'm sure. Um, so please do yourself the courtesy. Um, thankful for the Lord today. Uh, give honor to the Lord. I'm thankful uh, for the many opportunities that he has blessed me with. And uh, just very thankful. Um, thankful for pastor and his wife. Really appreciate them. Glad that they got to get out and go away and much needed time uh, together. And uh, I don't take it lightly that uh, I'm trusted here uh, while he is away. I really appreciate that and that trust. And uh, thankful for my beautiful wife. This is the first time I get to say that at the local assembly, at least. Um, she, is, she has to deal with me, people, okay? That's all I have to say. That's all you need to say. She has to deal with me. So every time you get a chance, just tell her thank you. Just tell her thank you. Uh, and tell her that you're glad that it's not you. Because we're <laughs> um, very thankful. Thankful for my parents. Really appreciate them. Everything that they do here in the local assembly. Everything that they've done uh, for me growing up. Um, I do not take it lightly that I had parents that brought me up in the truth. I really appreciate that. And uh, supporting me. I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, thankful for our media team. I always try to say that because they are just fantastic. Um, just I, I love how versatile they are. We I, I change things and on a dime they're able to do it. So I really appreciate that because we got a lot of stuff happening. I don't know if you know, um, but a lot of stuff going on. And with that, there's just consistent change. And I, I like change, but some people don't, and they receive it very well. And I really appreciate that. Thankful for them. Give them a hand clap because they just do a fantastic job. Amen. Fantastic job. Amen. And I am going to turn to Matthew 5 today and uh, verse 13. A little here in your reading here. Uh, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and get, it giveth light into all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Bishop, would you please pray?
Everyone said amen. amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. <clears throat> Message title tonight is Fix Your Light. Fix Your Light. Um, <clears throat> In pursuit of this message, many of you may know, I am a research person. I, uh, I, my degree was in marketing. I love to look at market research, analyze things. And so when it comes to, to ministry, I don't try to treat it any differently. I try to see, let's research this. Let's see what's going on. So <clears throat> I thought it would be good to understand light. Uh, many of us think we understand it. We think the, you flip the light switch, it turns on, the sun comes up in the morning, it goes down in the evening, pretty, pretty simple stuff. Uh, we all technically know what light is, but how does it behave? Um, <clears throat> this, my, my wife, when I was talking about this, told me, she was like, are you going to talk about how wife is, I'm going to get to it, but you're going to talk about how uh, light is this thing and this thing at the same time? I'm like, I didn't even know that, but sure, I think, I think it might, might <laughs> correlate. Uh, so this opened up a whole can of worms I honestly was not prepared to get myself into. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible uh, because I was diving into quantum physics, uh, uh, studying all this, and I wasn't ready. Um, <clears throat> so in physics, there are waves. Some of you may be familiar with this in physics. If not, it's okay. Um, Waves involve the transport of energy without the transport of matter, a physical thing. Um, a wave can be described as a disturbance that travels throughout a medium, uh, transporting energy from one location to another without transporting that matter. So um, example that I could think of and you know, forgive me, I'm a musician. I think of, I think of like uh, Tom on the, on the drums when you hit it. You have these ripples that go out and go. If you, if you slow it down, if you were to, to video that, you would see that energy going out and coming back in. Same thing with a guitar string. You hit it. If you were to slow it down, you would see all these little waves. It's, it's invisible to our eyes, but it's happening. It's happening. Those are some examples of, of what waves are um, in physical matter. Um, <clears throat> also in physics, there are particles. Uh, if you took any intro science in high school, uh, you would understand and be familiar with some of the fundamentals of particles, which are electrons, photons, and neutrons. Um, in the study that I found, someone described the particle as this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. Hopefully you can follow me here. So they described it as this. So you, in waves, you have what's called wave functions. So you have the up and the down, up and the down, the curvature. Okay? So that's what's called a wave function. They considered a particle what's called a collapsed wave function. What this means is we have what is usual as the wave function, up and down, up and down. And they took that, and the collapsed wave function means that instead of it consistently going, it stopped. And it's just at a point. It's just at a point. So this, this wave function, uh, it stops at a point, and it doesn't move. It does not move. Whereas waves, they are continuously moving. This stops at the point, and that's it. That is the particle. That is the best way that I found that, uh, to describe to me, uh, to describe to you what it is. That was the particle. So here's the interesting thing. This is what my wife was very excited about. Um, at light acts as a wave and a particle. So, um, very interesting. Uh, some of you may know that light is most commonly known as a wave. 
Um, but why is it also a particle? The support of this thought is from an experiment. It's called the photoelectric effect. So you have, for example, you have a piece of metal. You have a light shining on a piece of metal. After a certain binding period, a binding energy is taking place after it's been lit on this metal for so long, an electron is emitted from the metal, which means that from the light, there was a particle that was emitted. So you have all of these waves, and through this bonding energy between the metal and the light, there was a, a particle emitted. So the thing that I found interesting after that was that Unlike most waves, when, when the intensity in most waves is increased, the intensity of the energy uh, is larger, the, the intensity is increased, the energy becomes larger. Um, but in this case with light, that's not the case. Instead, when you make the light brighter on the metal, the energy of the electron isn't stronger. It's not a stronger electron, but more electrons are emitted with the same kinetic energy as before. So it just caused a multiplication of electrons. So if you didn't know all that about light, now you do. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're going to continue. Uh, so we're going to take a look back. We're going to we're kinda come back to Matthew. So far until chapter 5 of Matthew, we have seen uh, the birth and infancy of Jesus. We have seen some of the ministry of John the Baptist uh, the baptism of Jesus, the temptation of Jesus, and the beginning and preaching ministry of Jesus. As we come upon chapter 5, Jesus has went up to a mountain, and he has started teaching with a popular sin of scripture called what? Anyone know? Chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, the very beginning, the Beatitudes. Uh, I want to read it in the NLT. They have it up there in the KJV. I think it does a good job of explaining that these are blessings these are blessings. It says, one day as he saw the crowds gathered, gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realize they are need for him. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will seek God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And many and remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Many of us are familiar with this, this passage of Scripture. I wanted to read this in the NLT because understand these are eight blessings that the Lord is saying. You have these attrib attributes to yourself. You, if you are poor and you realize your need, you, are, you mourn, you are humble, hunger and thirst, merciful, your, your hearts are pure, work for peace, persecuted for doing right. All of these things God is, God is saying you're going to be blessed for. You're going to be blessed for. Jesus continues on uh, while he's talking here on the mountaintop, and he continues this passage that we just read uh, earlier, saying, talking about the salt of the earth. So many of you, obviously, all of us know what salt is, right? Uh, it has many uses. 
But in the Old Testament, it was most often used as a purifying agent. Um, that's what he's kind of referring to here. As the salt of the earth, Jesus' disciples are to purify a corrupt world through their example of righteousness, living, and proclamation, proclamation of the gospel. However, contaminated salt does not promote purity. The verb translated lost his savor indicates foolish and immoral behavior. It refers to a professing disciple whose unrighteous lifestyle promotes destruction rather than purification. It refers to a professing disciple. And didn't say that it was a disciple. It was a professing disciple with an unrighteous lifestyle that promotes destruction rather than purification. We're not to walk as fools, as it said in Ephesians 5 and 15. It says, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not ye not wise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one another in the fear of God. Understand this. This contaminated salt is only good for one thing. This contaminated salt is only good for spreading over the ground where you want to kill your vegetation. God didn't want you to kill your witness. God didn't want you to kill the things around by being contaminated salt. Nothing grows where contaminated salt is. Jesus says that that salt should be cast out. Nothing grows where contaminated salt is. How do we think that we are going to multiply the church when we're going out into the world as a salt that has lost its savor. We're going out professing as a disciple, but we are in this contaminated salt aspect. We have a broken light, so to speak. We are to walk as children of light. Ephesians 5, 8 through 14 says, For ye were sometimes in darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But in all, thi all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light, Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Philippians 2.15 in the NLT says, So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. If we are going out into the world proclaiming that we are the children of light, but we are really the salt that has lost its savor, then our light is broken. Because you know what you're doing? You're misrepresenting his light. Yeah. 
You're misrepresenting what God wants you to do and be the salt of the earth. You can't do that by being contaminated salt. What makes us think we can go around in the world doing what we want, living unholy, unsatisfactory in God's eyes, living in our precious darkness that we will think that is better than God's light until something goes wrong. Something goes wrong and we come to church and we proclaim that we are the light of the world. Consistently living in this on again, off again relationship with God. I have a question. Do you trust wishy-washy people? Do you trust people that say one thing and do the other? Then what good is it going to do to our witness to people if we are going to be like those people that you just said that you don't trust? Jesus, do you know what happens to a light bulb when it burns out? Every time the light bulb is turned off and on again, it heats and it cools rapidly. It stresses the filament inside it. It causes it to become weaker and brittle until one day the filament can no longer handle that stress of heating back up uh, because all of, this, all of the stress that has endured. The issue we have in today's day and age church is that we have people that think that they can turn their light off and on again anytime they think. There are no repercussions. When in reality, the next time you turn your light off and you live in your darkness could be the last time. What if you went in a car and you got, and you got killed? What if your light was off when Jesus came? It's not good enough to treat our relationship with God like a light bulb. You know what that is? You're living foolish. You're professing that you have a light, and your unrighteous light style promotes destruction rather than purification. You're killing your witness, and you're killing yourself. You can continue this way if you don't believe me, but did you know that there are some plants that can grow without sunlight for a certain period of time? But no plant can survive 100% of the time without sunlight, and these plants will eventually go to their ultimate death. In this case, your lack of God's light could ultimately lead to your eternal fire. Well, you may say, well, Brother Mason, I'm not going to fit in. Newsflash, you're not supposed to fit in. God didn't say to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world whenever it's convenient. He didn't say, well, if it's okay now and if you do it then... We're supposed to be separate. We're supposed to live separate lifestyles, not separated Sunday, 10 a.m., Sunday night, 10, 6 p.m., Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. If you make it to all those services, even. If you enjoy your life with God like a light bulb because you like what darkness has to offer you, let me tell you an interesting fact about darkness. Darkness travels at the speed of light. That's not true. It really doesn't. In all actuality, darkness does not exist by itself as a unique physical entity, but it is simply the absence of light. You're enjoying darkness because it's showing you everything you want. But guess what? Satan can lie to you all he wants because he can tell you everything you want to hear. 
he has nothing to give you. He has nothing to offer you because all of it is empty promises because he has no power unless he asks God. All of the power that darkness has is by permission from the light. If we're to be the light of the world, we're supposed to be a city set on a hill. How does this happen? How do we do this? Well, it's not by being wishy-washy. It's not by living this bulb life of, of turning your light back off and on again. Whenever you see, please, it is the light. You need to connect to the light. There is our quantum physics lesson. The photoelectric effect. Let me refresh you if you, you already forgot. Um, uh, musicians can come. The light shining on a metal after a certain binding energy has taken place. An electron is emitted from the metal, which means there was a particle from the light. The thing that is interesting, once again, is that the intensity does not mean that the energy is larger. It creates more electrons. So let's call this the God effect for a moment. Let's call this the God effect. You may stand. God's light shining on us consistently. And we have a binding relational energy with God. And it emits our light. Then we get a binding relationship with this person. And then what happens? Was that a particle? Was that, a, was, that another, was that another electron? Oh, there's another one here. Our energy, our light. When we get connected to the source and our source light, uh, when we get connected closer to God and we get a closer relationship with God, he's going to be like, well, how about I up the intensity of the light? so that you can multiply more. You can multiply more. What's happening? God's light's increasing in us, creating more electrons, or so, in this case, multiplying the kingdom. Multiplying the kingdom. The closer that we can get to God, the closer we can get to God, the more we can multiply. You know sometimes why it's difficult to witness is because we're living in an off-bulb world. And we think that we can try to get people when God's like, turn your light back on. Get closer to me. I want to multiply. I want to multiply. I want you to multiply the kingdom. I want you to be the key to multiply the kingdom. Don't walk as fools. Don't walk as fools. Be the children of light. Get as close to it as you can. The light is strong and it can create growth in the kingdom. You can be witnesses in the world and you can save yourself by keeping your light on. Let's fix our light today. If, we, if, if you feel con, uh, compelled to come, please do so. Let's fix our light today. I don't want to be someone that goes around with my light turned off. I don't want to have this disconnected lifestyle from God. I want to be connected. I want to be able to multiply God's kingdom. I want to see what he could do in the church, in the kingdom of heaven. If we would only allow ourselves to be used by God, if we would only allow ourselves to continuously stay in relationship and covenant with God, I dare you to do so and see what he could do. I dare you to see what would happen if you fix your light. I dare you to see what type of multiplication you could see in this local assembly if you fix your light. Jesus.
I don't want to be a broken light. I don't want to go falsely proclaiming that I am lit with God. I don't want to do that. I want to be 100% in it. Because you're either 100% in it or you're technically not in it at all. You're really not. And so in order to be in it, you've got to put away those things. You've got to put away those things that cause you to move away from the light. And if that's difficult, that's okay. It's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be easy. But that's why we have God. That's why we are supposed to have that relationship with God. Multiplying is going to happen. Multiplying will happen. But we have to be connected to the source. We have to stay close to that source if we want multiplication to happen. We will fix your light today. Amen. Jesus. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.